0: On this episode, we talk about the best 80s slang to bring back. Tubular did not make the list.
1: (laughs) Also, we're going to talk about the big, strong, bold predictions for sports in 2019. Uh,
0: And uh, I just made it out loud, but what's the best way to hide it if you do a burp in public? We'll talk about that.
1: Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things podcast. A definitive ranking of the most indefinite things. From the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds or what's left of them.
0: Welcome to the sixth episode of Dads Ranked Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And we'll get things kicked off right off the bat with uh, how things come around. There's all kinds of fads that were popular in the, say, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. We're actually going to talk about the 80s today and how we can maybe bring them back.
1: Tyler, you were born in the 80s, right? I, I am a product of the 80s, correct.
0: As am I, but we didn't necessarily mature in the 80s. Correct. But what we're trying to do is try to find the best 80s slang to bring back. Mm. So I'll start off right off number number three is Dweeb. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with Dweeb, it's a person regarded as socially dull, foolish, or awkward. And actually it was used as a college slang back in 1968 probably related to the word feeb, as in feeble minded. Mm. So 1968 is when it originated but it became popular in the 80s. Do you have you ever used the word dweeb? Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Call people dweebs? Uh, of course I have.
0: I Are know. you a dweeb? Uh
1: I can be. I can be I can be
0: dweeby. Dweeby. Yeah. Dweebish? But
1: uh I I still I still would prefer uh nerd. Yeah. You know you dumb nerd so over <laughs> even though that's uh you know, hypocritical statement there. Uh, yeah. Oxymoron is a dumb nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like dweeb. I like dweeb. It, it should come back. It should. Yeah, it's a it's a fun one. It's a less
0: offensive word too. I think you can make fun of yourself by a dweeb. It's a fun one.
1: Um, I, I want to start out with one. So I'll I'll tell you one I passed on because I I, I couldn't help but think of the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Far out. Uh, far out. And uh, like when they got mad one time, they used the word dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> I just, And for me, that was funny, you know. So, uh, but that's not that's not my one. I think we should bring back. Uh, But I shout out to Bill and Ted for sure. Number number three for me is what's your damage? What's your damage? What's your damage? I when something (laughs) goes wrong or someone is is having an issue, um, they're causing a problem. You know, a good way that you can address that problem in an '80s manner is if you said to them, "What's your damage?" You know, and it's a good way, you know, it's, it, it doesn't hit too hard, right? But it gets the point across that, hey, you're acting a little crazy. Like, right. what's your damage? Yeah. I, I definitely think it should make a comeback. So instead of what's your problem,
0: it's like, what's your damage? Yeah. Kind of like that. It's a good swing. It is a good swing. I it's, will It's, say it's a mix-up. I, mix I kind of like dickweed <laughs> better, though. <laughs> dickweed it's gets the way. win. It's ding, a good ding, way of, ding. like, cursing at somebody, but not necessarily cursing. Uh, my number two is bodacious. So that's a blend of bold and audacious meaning remarkable or outstanding. And I've probably used this a handful of times in, in my life, but of course it's like surfer slang. It so is. From a guy from the Midwest that don't traditionally use it. It's not in vocabulary. No. But I did find this interesting. It was first used in print in 1832. Yes, that 1832
1: where surfboards were still trees, bro-hame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a neighbor, my friend's dad, who... He would ingest use that word quite often, um, and I I will use the the full uh, sentence that he often uses. If he would see a, let's say a nice looking woman, right? He would just say, I, "Remember, this is the '80s. I was pretty young." Mm-hmm. He would just say, "Man, I bet that girl has bodacious tatas." <laughs> Tatas is another one I really like <laughs> tatas. because it's less intrusive than
0: boobies or titties or something like that.
1: Tatas, I like that. So yeah, bodacious tatas coming at you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things uh, now where we're trying to say that, you know, we're disgusted and and things bother us. And I think this one has a legitimate way that it can make a comeback. And so my number two is gag me with a spoon, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I I never used it. My sister might have. She's older than me. She was a true product of the 80s. But I, I feel like you know, we've kind of shortened things like with an ug or a gross or I think we can, we can go back to being longer again. And I think gag me with a spoon has a place in today's society. And you got to say it with a stank face, right? Like, oh, yeah. Gag me with a spoon. With a spoon. Uh,
0: my number one is rad. <laughs> yes, it's actually a shorter version of another slang term in the 80s, radical. Radical. But rad, it needs to be used to elevate the position of something. It's got to be outstanding. And it can't be like the overused good, great, or mm-hmm. awesome. It's, it's got to be rad. But I think as a requirement, you have to say rad like you're a sick sheep
1: or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like rad. Oh, okay. There's got to be a little vibrato <laughs> right, going on with rad. That's some spice, I, to I it. like that. For, for me, uh, my final one is something I feel like people just say all the time. Still, in today's day and age, but they really don't. And that is when something is really good, it's choice. (laughs) Yeah. There was a converted term of noise. Noise, noise, Uh, noise. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Right? Because people, I feel like it could easily just happen where everyone all of a sudden starts saying, yo, that's choice. Right. That's choice. And I feel like, do people say that? Have I heard... Someone say that's choice. Has it been in a movie other than talking about maybe a, a, a cut of beef? Right. USDA choice. Right. County market choice. That's right. Like, uh, uh, choice. <laughs> that's right. I, other than that, uh, I don't know. But I, th- I feel like it's, it's almost already into our, our vernacular. So I want it to, to come back. Choice. Now, what if you use both rad and choice combined? That would be noise. Rad <laughs> choice. <laughs> I, I think that uh, you have to say it like that. You have just like, Choice. With a little Jersey accent. Yeah, yeah, you have to throw a little Eastern uh, accent and the East Coast accent. As true dads, we must take a look at all things athletic. So, of course, with the new year upon us, 2019, we have decided to take a strong, bold prediction stance on many things that are going to happen in the wonderful year of 2019, 2019. 2019 to all of you old people like Jones. (laughs) Number three for me is we are we all are familiar with Sean White. You might know him as the Flying Mater, and he has dominated the snowboarding world. What you may or may not have known, Jones, is he has going. He's on his way to qualifying for the next Olympics as a skateboarder. Okay, and that's his next goal. He wants to win a gold medal in skateboarding. Now that's not for another year. Okay. I can't be a 2019 prediction. So I had to come up with something else for Sean White. So okay. in the meantime, he, you know, he's very, he's very rich. Uh, did Imagine a lot that? of research on him and he's invested his money. Well, he's, he's worth millions upon millions. Uh, and I think he's going to take one more gamble before he goes into the world of skateboarding. And my bold prediction is that Sean White joins the WWE for 2019 and tries to challenge for a title.
0: That's a trendy thing right now is breaking into wrestling. Converted athletes. He's smart.
1: The entertainment value is there. Now, maybe he is just the next uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan or or Jimmy Hart and stands on the the sidelines and gives instruction, which would be good for him. He'd be a good manager. We could do something with his hair. hair, Yeah.
0: Yeah, So that's a bold prediction. I thought you were gonna go like a stand-up comedian because he could be the next Carrot Top. Carrot Top, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my number three is related right now to the football season, so I think the Saints will win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees will retire, walk off into the sunset. that's right. it's happening. Yep. My first point is the Saints can win ugly; they can win pretty, and they got offense and defense, so I-, I think they can go all the way. And on Drew Brees, like, what more does he have left to prove? Like, he's got all-time records
1: already, so I mean, what what more else I mean, does he have to do? He's got one of the best um, moles in football, too. Right on his face. <laughs> Good point. Did factor the appearance into it. I mean, how, uh, how many other guys can you name their moles in the NFL? All right, you can't top that. We off. can't even we can't even do a top three best moles, because <laughs> we only know one. That's true. And it's Drew Brees' face. I, I can think of a few guys who look like moles, but not necessarily have a mole on their face. I, I have a, a, a dad friend that went to uh, Purdue, and so watched Drew Brees play. Yeah, and uh, they there would be groups and groups of people that would uh, put fake moles on their face for the football games. Mole, 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 <laughs> Guacamole. mole. So number two for me, number two has a good and a bad. Okay, so something good's going to happen, but then something bad's going to happen, all in the same year for the same person. All right. Okay. And that person is Tiger Woods. All right, Tiger Woods is going to win the masters. it's going to be a that's a bold yeah, prediction one, yeah. from me, but it's all going to be shadowed as he is outed by a slew of Denny's waitresses who say they are having his baby specifically to Denny's. Yes, is be, that correct He you know he had the Perkins waitress. We all kind of know about her. Now if Denny's is slumming it from Perkins or not, that's your call people. That is not my call. So he could be slumming it to Denny's waitresses. Some of you say maybe he upgraded to Denny's. It's true. They do have moons over my hammy. It's a great sandwich. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that prediction, one, because there's some scandal involved in it. Mm. And, and number We two, all love scandal. And number two, you're talking about the greatest golfer of all time. True. And a comeback of sorts. a comeback. <laughs> sorts. A comeback. <laughs> uh, my number two is also related to somebody who has a very love-hate relationship with fans, and that's the Golden State Warriors. Because I don't do. think they I do. don't think they're gonna win NBA championship.
1: Oh, this is the co- year.
0: It's over. It's over. It's done. The the dynasty, if it ever was, one's gone. The co- cohesiveness is gone. Durant doesn't get along with the guys. Curry's falling apart due to like scurvy or something. Draymond <laughs> hasn't hit anybody in the nuts for like a year. So is it really Draymond? Or Maybe been... his own teammates. And he has. He, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so I mean, that mouth breather. I'm I'm, I'm pretty much sure that his career is over from his stats this year. Just horrible. Uh, and guess who's the best shooter on the team? By the way, I found this really interesting. Who's the best shooter on the team as far as percentage-wise from the three-point line?
1: Um, Your boy did, uh. Quinn Cook. Whoa, oh, well, Duke, I'm not surprised. Guy, Quinn 40, Cook, yeah, 45.5 percent, the best three-point shooter on the team. Well, I mean, he's only taken probably like 12 three-pointers. <laughs> okay, this next one gets complicated. We all know that the Raiders, uh, they want to move. Okay, they want to get out of town. They're loving. They're, they're loving Las Vegas, right? Yeah, and going. It, it's going to happen. Uh, but. What's going to happen is the stadium's not ready. So they, have to, they have to find a new home for, for the 2019-2020 season. And in the Midwest, there sits a home unoccupied by anyone called the Edward Jones Dome. Oh, I thought you were going to Peoria. I am not. <laughs> Peoria. Beautiful Peoria. So they're going to inhabit the Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis. And then, since they've had some quarterback issues, we're going to double up the craziness, and they're going to hire Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) Yeah. And he's going to quarterback them to the NFL playoffs, that only is- to lose to Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> That's true. Tom Brady, <laughs> just like gonna- every other story ends. Tom Brady's going to play until he's 105. That is that, a
0: bold, th- bold that is prediction. Very bold. If you, 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 you would put a dollar on that bet, how much would you get in return? <laughs> what are the odds on that one?
1: Twenty thousand to one <laughs> odds on that happening. Book
0: it now. That's why,
1: videos. ladies and gentlemen, these are bold. Uh, my number
0: one isn't quite that bold, but it is along the same lottery ticket. <laughs> I think the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, will get Kevin Durant in free agency. Coming out of nowhere. Interesting. I think LeBron and Durant are a lot closer than what we hear. They followed similar paths in free agency by taking the unpopular choice. Mm-hmm. They both want to validate themselves with championships. And for the Lakers, I think it makes more sense than t- them taking like the laughing Muppet Kwai.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, my bold prediction, Lakers get Durant.
1: Interesting, even though Kawhi is performing and his team's doing very well in mm-hmm. Toronto, it doesn't matter, you want, you still want... I mean, I would prefer Durant as a basketball player. To go along with LeBron, I would prefer Durant, yeah. Durant's just messed up in the head, man. That's true. He is a weird dude. Doesn't mean he's a, a bad basketball player. He's just a weird dude. But Aren't we so, all? So am I. I mean, <laughs> so we all do it. We all have these emissions.
0: It's known as a belch or medically as a eructation. I did not say erection, I said eructation. An average person does it three to six times a day. But if you have to do it in public, what's the best way to hide it? We're talking about burps. My number three is stomp at the exact time as the explosion. Oh, that's so when, a good distraction. If, if how to hide that, your burp. Yeah. Yeah, if you do that in public and somebody asks, what was that for? I mean, you can say, I was stomping out a spider. Those things are everywhere and nobody likes them. So that's a pretty good excuse for you.
1: I like that one. I think I'm, I'm going to go along the same lines as that as far as... Uh, the world of distraction goes mm-hmm. uh, so the first thing you need to do is you need to act like you smell something horrific and it's just awful and then you kind of gag and then people will think you're just going to throw up but then you just burp that's not your number one that is genius thanks <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks that's that's actually really smart right, cuz if people, you had something bad to eat yeah, yeah. and your burps are nasty right
1: and then you know even if you like even if you're uh you know, burp smells, then you can be like, I told you guys something smelled, you know. Like, right. What percentage of your burps smell, nasty? Like you can tell after you let it out, like it's going to be You know, mad. as I've gotten older, a very much higher percentage. I feel yeah. like when I was a kid, my burps never smelled. I hit the age 30 and then it's just <laughs> like uh, pure acrid acid coming out of right. my mouth.
0: <laughs> I feel the same way, but I think if I burp on purpose, like I'm teaching Anley how to burp on purpose right now, my five-year-old daughter, uh, and, and it's not stinky. But if you have something that's like a real deep burp, like there's a 100% chance like it's coming out rank.
1: Yeah. So my advice to you would be try, don't do that. My kid, <laughs> my kid, if she, if, if you give her a drop of any liquid, she can turn that into six burps. Nice. It's not nice because... It's God-given talent right it there. It just ha- like she, and she thinks it's funny. So she takes like the littlest sip. And it's like, brruh, brruh, brruh. and I'm like, oh, you're going to make yourself throw up. Please stop. And now we have a family rule. Because let's say we go to a restaurant right. and she takes her first drink of her drink, and then it's six burps out loud, and, and we're like, "Hey, what's the rule?" And she's like, ah, "No burping in public." Like, yes, exactly. So it's just a habit now that oh, she it thinks it's great. It's yeah, it's like a game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you have that stinky burps, I got a number two for you. So if you feel it coming up, relax your head and close your eyes. Then immediately after you release, shake your head real quick and act like you just woke up. Yes, everybody, that was just a snore. It's just a oh. snore reaction that oh. I had.
1: I was doing it over here. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> relax my I head." Your eyes. It's a meditation thing. Throw my head back, mm-hmm. and then nod it back forward, right. and a burp comes out. Right,
0: exactly. Then you got to feel it on. It's not like an, Im- an immediate burp that comes out that you didn't know was coming.
1: You have to feel it arising. Oh, yeah. in your midsection. I think at our age, dads' ages, we can feel it. I think we can feel it. We know where it's coming. Um, so my number two is, you know, you just have to, you have to make it an SBD a.k.a. an orphan, okay? These are two terms that we're used to associating with farts, SPD being silent but deadly, mm-hmm. orphan being it's got no pop, okay? These are two things we're used to with with farts. So my, my simple advice would be, and, and we just talked about this, you ha- you got to blow it out. You got to control it, tighten the cheeks, and blow it out. You can't have the gut sound. You got to go SBD. Now, will the room smell? Sure, it's going to smell, but no one might know who actually did the damage.
0: <laughs> it depends on how loud you actually excel. Like if you blow like a hurricane, <laughs> it, might, it might affect some people. But if you're in a public setting to where you're leaving the area.
1: <laughs> now it, we're talking about help. crop dusting burps. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, crop dusting burps. <laughs> that's a whole new show <laughs> that's true those are very complicated um, my number one is disguise it as a cough so make sure you really sell it and give a few extra diaphragm contractions whenever you get it out and a face that turns red so again it's just kind of like a mistake mm. as you were coughing something came out hmm Now, this would also cover the bad breath scenario, too, because if you had pizza or some Greek food, you're automatically (laughs) going to have you exhale. I had Greek food today, so that's on top of my mind. I've had some nasty, stank burps today, by the way. I
1: appreciate you being in the same room. No problem. Uh, So you just kind of cough, and nobody will know the better. Interesting. Interesting. I'll go the same route for number one, and this is why you thought. I mean, I think my best thing I can tell you, if if you know it's going to be a burp and it's going to have some loudness and the stomach's feeling weird, you just got to throw a fart out at the same time. People will forget you burped. So the best way to hide a burp is to fart.
0: (laughs) Along those same lines, as we get older, we found it harder to control the backside. So burps, I think, are easier to control than farts, especially if if you've had some really bad stuff to eat. And if you cough at the
1: same time, it's hard to control the backside. So something's going to squeak out Yeah, I say, Let's be honest. If you're burping it, it could double up on you anyway right right if you're going to let out a big burp it's going to it could come out and sneak it could sneak one past the keeper there so and we need to have a scientist on the show to describe to us what's the difference between the gases as far as a burp and a fart unfortunately our budget uh, constrains <laughs> us from hiring scientists to come on the where's show where's the gastrologist when we need them. <laughs>